and welcome to Counterpressed on The Ringer and Spotify. We're back after Christmas and we have a full house in the studio. Kate Longhurst and Jilly Flatty. It's so good to have you guys back. Jesse Parker Humphreys and, of course, producer Becky are also in the house. Um, it feels like it's been a very long break, uh, but we are back. Um, feels like we've been gone forever, but we're starting the new year with some exciting new news because we're going to be going twice a week with a new Thursday show, which is going to be a little bit more pop culture, a little bit more women's football online. We have our first episode out this Thursday, which is a really interesting special all about the topic of the moment, which is ACL injuries. Um, we spoke to two very interesting uh, kind of doctors and researchers who've been doing a lot of work in this area. They have a, a, a really interesting academic paper out on it as well. So that's going to be coming out this Thursday. And then we're kind of going to be exploring what we do on it. We'll probably be focusing on a few different topics, but also talking about fun things that are going on in the world of women's football. Probably a little bit of like Becky's TikTok corner about <laughs> what people are saying on the internet. Some memes. My um, TikTok algorithm has been in chaos yeah. since Jordan left Arsenal. I'm telling oh, you now. Oh God, I meant the montages. The stands, oh, yeah. the stands what, are in mourning. Actually, actually the WSL account did one that made me cry. Yeah, the WSL one was. Really oh yeah, good. what was the song that they put on that? It was, I it can't was like remember. it was a mashup of two, and like, and it was like as she ran and like celebrated a goal and hugged it, like flashed back to her as like quite young celebrating an Arsenal goal. It was emotional. Yeah, it, good it job. Was old good job. She was hugging Steph Orton, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is retro. Uh, so yeah, that is our big news of the new year. So um, please join us on Thursday shows. Get in touch as well if there's anything that you you know be interested in us discussing um before we get on to the nitty gritty of christmas um i first want to ask you guys what was the best thing that you did in the break from podcasting oh that's a different question than what you said you were gonna ask us <laughs> no i've got other questions okay, lined up. okay but in this long break we've had because it is quite like the wsl winter break does feel especially long and I want to get on to like what it's like to be a footballer in that very long break. Why are you looking at me but, then? <laughs> no, no, but but I just feel like to be on to be on the break from the podcast as well feels like okay, a very we, long time. You can ask other people first. Um, I think. Jesse, I saw you on the twenty first in Worthing. Yes, we you watched came down to Traitors. Worthing. We watched Traitors. Great. The Traitors finale. I know, Kate, you're a big fan. Yes. Jilly, yeah. um, have you watched it? No, but I did <gasps> see the. It's finished now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I you saw can watch the winner Nightmare. on uh, Lorraine. <laughs> <laughs> One of the winners. So now it's like spoiler. You can't really watch it. Yeah, so I, me and my oh, mum were sitting there watching it. I thought, well, we can't watch it now, mum, because we know he's only this <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah. annoying. It's still worth um, watching. Yeah. yeah, I think it's still worth I, watching. I love that Amanda is doing a meet and greet at GAY Manchester. Oh, yeah, yeah, I just think that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you know she had to do an apology today. Because what? it's really, really stupid from her already. <laughs> because she went on GB News and oh, she apologised saying, I'm sorry, I didn't realise what the show was. And she said she's very annoyed at her agent. But like, everyone knows what GB News is. She's got an agent. Wow. Yeah, she's, got, course, me, she's got getting media requests for the centre. She's only got about three months to milk this. So. <laughs> yeah, you've got to make the most of it. Well, okay, she can go on her apology tour to GB. Yeah. Can we so, get her on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what her price is. It sounds like her agent is working hard. Um, well, maybe Traitors was the best thing in our break maybe me again i don't know becky come on it was my birthday that was nice went to the theater that was fun for my birthday yeah yeah that was that was about it to be honest yeah didn't really do much what did you watch at the theater i saw um streetcar named desire at the almeida with the guy from 
normal people, which I haven't actually seen, oh. but my sister was very excited because he's sexy. Um, what's his yeah. name again? Paul um, Mescal. Paul Mescal. Paul Mescal. That's that. the one. Can you yeah. confirm the rumours about whether him and Phoebe Bridges have broken up? I didn't ask, but he <laughs> seemed... Shout from the audience. <laughs> Excuse me, Paul. <laughs> he <laughs> seems <laughs> quite on edge, but, you know, Stanley is a part where yeah, you, <laughs> you kind of have to be on the edge. So right. hard to tell, hard to tell. Well, the rumours are swirling that the it couple of indie mm. hotness have broken up. They are apparently engaged. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're getting very distracted <laughs> from the topic of this podcast. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about Christmas and what it's like having to uh, spend a lot of time training on your own. So we only, we only get to find out what Jesse's well, favourite. No I, I kept looking at you, Becky. I, mean, I want to hear what these guys do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're in the footballer section. We have to do non-footballers now. We have to do the normie section first. So we're going to get onto that. We're also going to talk about the transfer window because there's been a few big deals as well. And I'm going to preview as well the big match this weekend West Ham Manchester City no I'm joking no no I'm not joking okay (laughs) (laughs) Arsenal Chelsea two big matches because it's a super Sunday it's back to back it's a super Sunday. Jesse's having a B Day Bonanza where you're going to be going go to, to both. both games. I'm covering the West Ham game from home, so I won't be there IRL. Um, but we'll get into that in a bit. Uh, so, yeah, let's get started. So I spent a lot of time over Christmas watching TV. It was kind of like my watching main hobby. Watch the darts, yeah. yeah. Um, watched a lot of darts. Back Actually, here, no? my favourite thing that happened was... Girl and Price and the headphones. That was oh, yeah. a highlight. <laughs> Are you guys darts fans? Yes. Do you watch darts? Yes. I watched yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So Should we next year? Yes. Count let's press yeah. I want to go to the darts so well, much. Do you want to hear how much she wants to go to the darts? <laughs> oh, shut up. You're so annoying. I went on the PDC website and there this was before Christmas and there was tickets available for the first of January. And I text Flo like, there's tickets, there's tickets available. And she was like, oh, but I'll be really hungover. And that was the day that Gerwin Price came out in his big ear defenders. Oh, that is dark Was I very history. hungover? Yes. So like, I still don't know if I would have made it. It was touch and go, Becky, on New Year's Day. I just don't trust you anymore. (laughs) But I'm going to get a PDC membership. It's 30 quid and you get early access to tickets. Don't tell everyone else. Yeah, Yeah, but you still have to then actually have the alert on at the right time, which is kind of the key to the whole thing, is actually be on it with the ticket. (laughs) You better be because we'll count the press conference. We will will do it. We're all relying on you And then we'll do a really good fancy dress as well. What's a football-themed one? We could be a five-a-side team. Yeah, could do five-a-side. I really like the cricket one that I saw people do where you have like an umpire and like a wicket keeper and then like a few can't we dress up as each other I always think that's, <laughs> that's quite a good one yeah where, uh, Kate can just give us like a West Ham tracksuit yeah Julie will get us a Liverpool one be easy um, so I watched a lot of telly watched the darts um, I watched Coco on New Year's Day and that made me cry Love on that. a hangover I'd never seen it before oh amazing, amazing film. animated film 10 out of 10 um, anyone else watch anything good over Christmas um, me and my family watched um, Pride. I'd never watched it before. That's a good film. On Christmas Day. That's on Netflix at the moment, I think. Yeah, and I cried like a bit. Um, it's quite funny because me and my mum, I could tell that she was crying on the other end of the room. <laughs> and I was like trying to like not make it obvious that I was. And my stepdad's in the middle of us like rolling his eyes like, these two stupid bitches. Because <laughs> we cry at everything. But like, it's... It's emotional, roller coaster. Very emotional. I've never even heard of it. It's great. It's on Netflix oh, yeah, at the moment. Really okay. um, it's about the, the minus strike and yeah. the gay people oh, okay. that helped them. Minus and gay. <laughs> what um, more could you want? <laughs> Jilly, what, watch anything good over Christmas? Yeah, apart I actually watched Lorraine. Them, <laughs> apart from uh, Good Morning Britain. Um, no, I actually watched the film Meet Joe Black. 
Oh, that's a classic. It? Yeah, yeah so... with Brad Pitt and Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, like creepy. I've never it's heard a bit of it. You've never seen, seen it? it. Oh, Me it's neither. a really good kind of like creepy thriller. Yeah, yeah but it's like you know, like when you're watching it, you're just it, it was confusing as it was going on. Yeah. But obviously, it was such a good film. Like we was all you think it was like nineteen ninety five or something. Yeah, it's a nineties one. It's a bit old, but it was actually really good. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Yeah. And what do you think of the EastEnders <laughs> Christmas special? Oh, I didn't see it, no. Woo! I'm not oh, it. Really? Even I That's watched it. No, I do you know why? Really? <laughs> because we was saving it, me and Lil was saving it to watch on iPlayer. Right, like, like bang, bang, bang. Them all, yeah. yeah. So you haven't... So we ain't got round to... <gasps> I've seen things, though, like, as in on Instagram. On Instagram. I've seen clips what, of what's happened. Yeah. So I'm aware of Mick as... Yeah, gone into the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Mick has descended into the ocean. I don't even know who Mick is. But, but yeah. we, Daddy, 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 Daddy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. They've had people come back from the dead before. Yeah, like, yeah. You well, well, even when it's very like, uh, like what yeah, happened? Ian, Bill's, Ian Bill's mum, Kathy, come back. What Dirty happened to Dean her? Come back. What happened to? Um, how she died? Oh, I don't know. I was I was too young then. Oh, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Also, just like back. just like disappearing off into the sea, yeah. like he could wash up somewhere yeah, and never live know. a different life and then come yeah. back. Could be like kind of like Castaway or something like that. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I I, wa- I started watching the Boxing Day one and then I was like, actually, I just I'm, I've had enough. <laughs> Christmas Day is Christmas it. Day. Was, it was so long as well. Yeah. It went off like over an hour. Kate, watch anything? Watch anything good? Off um, the darts. God, I can't even remember. I watch Love actually because I watch it every oh, yeah, year. Classic. And I didn't watch The Holiday this year, and I watch that every single year. Oh, what happened? Well, I normally watch it with my mum, and we just never got round to it. Oh, busy. Might watch it today. <laughs> Treat yeah. yourself. It's too late. It's never yeah. too late. Um, I also wanted to ask you guys, and Becky will be happy because I did put this in the group about what we were going to talk about. <laughs> Your okay. best and worst Christmas presents. Oh, I didn't um, actually think of my worst. I think that's kind of mean. Well, actually, I was thinking about my worst. And I was a bit worried that um, the person that gave it to me might listen to the show. <laughs> so I've like put it and like asterisked it, but I don't know if they do. But um, my best present, um, my Elisha Lehman calendar. Yeah, that my absolutely. Yeah. Really iconic. We were joking yeah. about that before. <laughs> And he got it for me as a joke present and told me it was actually really expensive. Yeah, it was like 30 quid. And then there was Girl's one got to make her money. I doubt she's listening to this, but it's also quite cheaply made oh, for the cost. Oh, like, it's, it's not, also, I saw, it's not the best quality. Also, I saw a picture of it. Someone else got it for Christmas yeah, as well. Yeah, someone, and it's someone like else I follow on Instagram really, got it. Like, just like quite small. The dates are quite small. It's just yeah. like entire picture of Alicia. I don't know yeah. if it's quite meant small. to be for my Christmas present. Yeah, I don't think you're actually meant to put your calendar in. I haven't really entered. He's like, I can't put my appointments in. <laughs> <laughs> so I did get that. Uh, my mum also got me a really good multi-tool thing that's like it has like a little knife on it, Two has a little presents. spanner on it. It was really good. And then worst present, maybe I'll get you to bleep this. <laughs> is my girlfriend's mum got me this yellow scarf oh you can't oh, you can't but you're not wearing yellow I, I can know, see where that, that came know. from and like I, I you can't, can't air out your girlfriend's your mum no. on the I podcast I know but it's, just, it's, a bit, it's like kind of tartany yellow I know Holly will be listening first of everyone <laughs> Holly as well. will be listening and she'll be annoyed and then Shazza will come for me if she listens <laughs> what's tartany yellow so like I wish I had a picture of it but it's kind of like almost like a crisscross pattern but all yellow different shades of yellow just oh. a lot of yellow but I might, it I might grow colour. into it. I might grow into it. I don't know. But those were my like best and worst. Becky, um, I got some darts. Oh yeah, you got some darts. I got some darts. Really exciting. Yeah, we my we, my family love the darts, um, and we have for the past past couple of years started a little tradition where we'll go and play darts in between like 
Christmas and New Year or before Christmas. Um, and so my mum got us all darts, like very good quality ones. And the boys got Everton darts and I got gay darts. <laughs> <laughs> they they are great darts. They a little pride flag on. And she made, my mum made sure that she like researched the proper flag and got a progress oh, flag. Oh, yeah. that's adorable. Yeah, it was very fun. I haven't used them yet because we went to play darts before. Have you got darts board at your mum's? No, it's a, it's, a, it's a conversation we have every year about where we would put it and could we put one in the garage and then it eventually like fizzles out and then the right. next year when the darts is on we have the Talk same conversation again. again um i also got a liverpool shirt the green one that i love so oh, i'll come nice. come watch you play oh when you're green shirt. Shirt now, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> wasn't going to before <laughs> but now i'm gonna look good so yeah did you get julie's name on the back no i, I should go get it printed <laughs> yeah. she can sign it for you <laughs> <laughs> wear it next week yeah but i also think that people that wear signed shirts are kind of lame you want to frame like it, right? Like, to yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah, that is kind of strange. And then Sorry if anyone's done that here. <laughs> you no. can't wash it as well. Kate yeah. signs her own shirt. Kate, any good prezzies? Yeah. I got some AirPods. Ooh, I got an ironing board and an iron. <laughs> I did ask for it. I love practical it. gifts. Yes, I did ask. about the practical gifts? I did ask for it. Um, I didn't get a bad gift, but we, like with extended family, we do Secret Santa. Mm. And... My secret Santa forgot to bring the present. Oh. No, but it's fine. But she was more stressed than I was. Mm. I was like, doesn't matter. I really don't mind. It's fine. So I've got something to look forward to now. Yeah, a little bonus. So actually, it's quite. Yeah, quite Jesse. Um, I think my favorite present was maybe I got a Borussia Dortmund shirt. Ooh, a real one, legit one. A real one. Yeah, nice. not ordered from China <laughs> like I normally do. Yeah, not one of your little Chinese um, ones. <laughs> Um, worst present I didn't really get nothing compares to the year my brother got me a cryptic crossword book for my birthday which was only like two years ago that's a very like he's old, in his 20s and that's so. it that was it I think maybe I got like a Terry's chocolate orange <laughs> he a, went down to Smith's on the day I was going to say it's like I forgot to get you something and I got to get you something yeah. last minute yeah yeah but um, pretty good yeah, pretty good North Face jacket as well that was oh, nice oh, mm, very fancy nice. yeah I got a kid's one in it so it's true <laughs> oh true yeah that is good Jilly any any good gifts yes yeah, so I've got an, I mean I've got quite a few nice gifts to be fair um, but I've got a nice uh, a good Christmas <laughs> yeah, yeah I've got a nice necklace um and then my, I wouldn't say it's my worst present, but we do Secret Santa as well. Um, and me and Lil, so it's all of our family. So I was looking at all the piles and me and Lil had exactly the same. We had three presents and they was all exactly the same. So I was like, they've put the person, we've got like a couple, like my right. sister and her husband. So they've basically bought us exactly the same mm-hmm. gifts. So we both open them and they're a pair of Air Force, which me and Lil always share our trainers because we're the same size. Mm-hmm. So that was a positive then I was like, I know what the next ones are and you'll get this as well. I opened it up and it's a razor, like razors. Like razor blade? <laughs> razors. Like Violet. And shaving foam that me and Lil both got exactly the same because I like, no, like Venus razors. Yeah. They're expensive. Yeah. They're like £10. Yeah, 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 they're yeah. ridiculous. So I just refuse to buy them. So my sister... Every year, gets me a new Venus razor <laughs> with new... Jilly, it's because you refuse to shave your legs. <laughs> this girl has the hairiest legs in football. No, but honestly, like, it's... I just refuse. I always buy, not the other Venus, but the yeah. cheaper Venus. So I get me and Lil, also, they're just kind no, of... No, they're savage. <laughs> yeah, they are quite savage. But the thing is, the, the You can't trust Venus a razor one. that also makes a pen. <laughs> <laughs> Venus is just the men's ones made pink as well. I don't yeah. think there's much yeah. difference. You might as well just buy a Gillette one for cheaper or whatever. I mean... But I was buzzing because we just got like... 
two brand Christmas new razors done with little pods as well. for the year. That'll take me to my birthday then. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I love it. Um, I played a lot of games as well. Played a lot of Scrabble. Um, but yeah, it sounds like a good Christmas all around. And now we're back for the rest of the season. A long old slog. Uh, Kate, I know before we went into break, you were having to, you know, focus on your training program, your solo training program. Even the day we recorded, you were like, go go for a run later. <laughs> you were like, good luck. Um, what is it like for you guys having to, having to take on those programs during the break? Because it sounds really long and annoying and I don't know how much I would stick to it. I hate it. <laughs> I have no motivation to... Yeah do things on my own so if I've got a team of people around me I want to win mm. I, like if there's a football I want to win when it just comes down to running I'm like oh my god if there's a little trickle of rain I'm like oh I've got to go outside in that but I did try and stick to it the best I could and what's the the best you could what like how much <laughs> how much do you reckon 60 percent 70 percent of it you can tell us the real answer later, just in case yeah. no, anyone's I'm listening. We can leave out no, I reckon, I reckon about <laughs> 70. 70%. But I did do some stuff that was like not on the program on my own as well. Oh. But I didn't actually kick a football. Creative license. Yeah. Are you meant to kick footballs, or is it it's mainly just fitness, right? Yeah, but lots of people, you know, get someone do their little one to one. Oh sessions. yeah, they'd like pay. Why for didn't it? you call me? Go <laughs> down. <laughs> Because I want to get better. Get <laughs> 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 out Brockwell Park or Burgess Park or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Julie, did you have to do any training or were you completely off the hook? You're like, I'm not engaging in that. Yeah, no, I was allowed to be off the hook. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was, uh, it's, I mean, it was hard anyway. Like, I just, the days were so long. Um, even if I wanted to have trained, I was just mentally mm. and physically exhausted. Like, you're not doing anything really, but you're just... By like eight o'clock, I was just ready to go to bed, which is quite early for. Well, that's quite normal yeah. for me to feel like. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I think it's it is difficult sometimes when you're off in like Christmas. Sometimes I'd rather just go in just to do a session and then come out, like not with all the meetings and stuff, because it is difficult mm -hmm. to train. And the longer the day goes on, the less likely I'm going to do it. Like that's I have to get up first thing and do it. Can you go to the training ground if you want to, or is it like all locked up? Because uh, I feel like we were I'd allowed need. to, yeah, yeah. But I didn't re really want to drive like. 45 minutes yeah. to oh, do true. the same thing that I could do on a yeah. park pitch. Did you team up with anyone? I didn't, no. No, no one really lives near me. True. <laughs> you don't have <laughs> solo operation. Yeah, yeah that, I would find that so hard because I'm not great at... Like, I go to the gym solo, but I would, I'm would i not a good runner. So if someone was like, right, you've got to do like this many runs a week, I'd be like, yeah. nope, not for me. Becky, I know you had a very um, busy New Year. You went to how many parties? I went to Three? four. Uh, four? Four stops, yeah. Four yeah. stops. I went so, to two and that was I'm hard I'm just work. so popular. I got so many friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, before Christmas, decide. yeah, before Christmas, you didn't know where to go. And then <laughs> yeah. suddenly it was like, wow, I've got so many options. Yeah, I went to visit two friends for pre-drinks. It was quite lucky because they live really close together. So I could just, I went to see my friend Cleo and then I went to see my friend Liz and then I went to... A party, and then I went to after midnight. I went to another party, just say hi to some other. Were friends. they all quite in like yeah same? Yeah. Area. Well, I mean, I had to go from Peckham to Hackney in the middle Oof. of those, but you know, it was worth it to see all my see all my great pals. <laughs> Shout out to all of them, <laughs> and um, I know they're all listening. <laughs> and uh, I know you enjoyed the New Year's Eve fireworks. Yeah, as well. you cried. I, actually. I cried. I watched it the next morning, and so obviously you I was hungover. hungover. I probably would have cried if I wasn't hungover. Let's be honest, <laughs> but it was just so lovely. 
I watched it on mute, so I didn't really actually know what was going on. <laughs> but I saw something, I saw something, a football, because they did a football, didn't they, in the fire. So I was like, oh, I bet that's to do with the Euros. <laughs> but I couldn't actually hear any yeah. of the commentary and stuff. It but. was cute to look back at the 2022 New Year fireworks yeah. where they were like, it's the year of the Euros. And then And just we after won the it. men's Euros as well, they had yeah, like a bit yeah. on there. Yeah. Good and Robin Cowan... Didn't yeah, know I texted her... I texted Robin Cowan to be like, "Oh my god, your commentary in the New Year's Eve fireworks!" Because like, obviously, I'm sure if you're a commentator, you're kind of used to hearing your voice. Yeah. But I was like, "That must have been pretty cool." She texted me back the next day, being like, "I'd gone to bed by nine o'clock." <laughs> <laughs> Parents, that's what happens. <laughs> well, um, great to hear about everyone's Christmas and Becky's New Year. Yeah, no one else's um, New Year, just mine. But let's uh, let's get on to some football chat after this. Some. Pretty exciting transfers so far um, in this window. I think two blockbusters already. Uh, Beth England's move from Chelsea to Spurs and Jordan Nobbs' move from Arsenal to Aston Villa. Uh, let's start with Beth England because um, Chelsea has... Chelsea? Jesse as the Chelsea <laughs> representative just more in, the, in the room. Um, it felt like a kind of maybe long overdue in a way move um, and maybe a move that people expected to come earlier and potentially to a different club. But it is something that could suit both parties quite well with the caveat that she's going to need a lot of chances that Spurs aren't really creating right now. But it could be a match made in heaven. Yeah, I think providing she doesn't score against us in the Continental Cup <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at the end of the month. Um, Do you think she'd celebrate Knee slide in front of the Chelsea fans. I don't think she would. No, I no. think she's like a respectful. She's like... always been very big on like tapping and kissing the badge, mm. which I've always found funny when like she's not like <laughs> starting. No, no, no. <laughs> I just mean like I, she's, she's not, not a Chelsea fan. Like, right, do you know what I mean? She's, mean, she's yeah, not she's from, from the area Barnsley, or anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's also not like she was. She's been there for like ever. But it's quite a long time. I think it was yeah, like twenty sixteen. No, well then, okay, that's fine then. I think that. No, I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's why I don't think she'd celebrate if she okay. scored against I us. I think you're being harsh saying that it's weird. That oh she my god. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it's weird. Like, whatever. <laughs> Save I for think, the group chat. Save for the group chat. I think it is a move that could suit everyone very well. I mean, yeah. the fee is yeah, impressive, mind-boggling. What was it? Two fifty. Two fifty. Yeah. All in. Which. um yeah, because I think it was surprising she signed such a long deal when she did. Um, but Chelsea really lucked out because they've got a huge fee for a player that was kind of surplus to requirements. So, I mean, the fact that Spurs are willing to pay that much, I think she is pretty sought after for a team like them and like quite a few teams in that kind of section. There aren't of the many league. players around who have like scored, you know, yeah, 15 those goals numbers in the and league, that experience. You know, she, she won BFA Player of the Year in the COVID. Yeah. system so like you know COVID yeah so it, it, I think it's going to be uh, an interesting one but like I said it's a caveat with the fact that Spurs are pretty bad right now they don't create a whole lot of chances and they're going to need to really work to to change that if they, if Beth England's going to get a sniff and it's going to work. Um, but it's, you know, they had a pretty decent summer in terms of signing. So they obviously have ambition and they, they want to create something. Um, the other big transfer was Jordan Nobbs leaving Arsenal. She's been there for, what, 12 years? 12 years, yeah. Forever, uh, going to Aston Villa. And that one, I think the Beth England one kind of felt like it was on the cards and and 
Catherine Batt. The Beth England one felt like it'd been on the cards for a while and Catherine Batt, the male, had written something before Christmas or in that kind of like in between Christmas and New Year period about Beth England going to Spurs. So like people kind of were ready for that. They anticipated it and, you know, it looked like she was going to be leaving Chelsea. The John Nobbs one kind of like escalated really quickly because there was talk of her potentially leaving in this window, but there weren't actually any links yet. And then in the space of one day, it was like, she's going and she's going to Villa. And then it was like, bam, here's the announcement. Um, We were talking about this a lot in our little group chat about Arsenal fans not getting the chance to say goodbye, which we thought was, you know, obviously quite tough for both parties. She's been there a really long time. She wrote, you know, a letter about leaving and the, the club posted a video and stuff like that. But without that kind of like final game and the fans knowing that, it must be quite hard. And in your guys' experience as well, like what's it like when you suddenly have to kind of like pack up all your bags and go? I know like Jordan referenced in her letter that she said goodbye to everyone on Tuesday and like from the moment she walked in the door, she was crying because like it, she just realised what she, what was happening. But what's it like when you suddenly just have to like up and go and, and that's it? Like it, it must be quite hard when everything just has to change so quickly. Yeah, well, I think about my, when I obviously left West Ham. Yeah, you didn't really... The fans didn't know you were leaving either. No, but obviously we'd... I wanted to say to the girls, like, I wanted to talk to them, but I knew I was going to cry, which I didn't want to do. So then I wrote a WhatsApp message, but I still cried when I was writing the WhatsApp <laughs> message, but no one could see it. Um, was so it before I, or after the game that you told... No, I told them before. Before. So on the last week, because um, obviously we broke up after our... What was our, it was our last game against? Arsenal. Arsenal, yeah. yeah. We obviously finished after that, so... I told him that week, I WhatsApped him. Um, and then, but I sort of, I didn't want to get upset in front of them all. Um, and then obviously then we had the last training session and then we was in the change room after the last training session and Kate decided to pick me up, wasn't it? And chuck <laughs> me in the ice cold recovery pool. Um, and then obviously then it was, it was sad for me in the game because obviously when the final whistle went, then obviously I got upset saying bye to players and that. Mm. Um, but yeah, you never, I didn't get to say bye to the fans either, obviously being there for four years, like, and I didn't get to say goodbye to Chelsea fans either. Sort of, it's quite hard to tell people you're going and then still play a game, Mm. like, because in in both parties, really, even in like the club as well, as well as the player, like most things when they're sorted, that means you don't then go and play in another game. You know, so it's it's difficult. And have you guys ever been involved in a transfer? Well, obviously, contracts in women's football up until now, where we've seen people get much longer contracts, have always ever only have been like one or two years. So you spend a lot of your career on the move anyway. But have you ever had the sort of deal where you don't really see it coming and it's like you have to just up and move and you don't really have a say? Or have you always been quite lucky in that you've kind of like been in control of where you're picking and choosing? Because that's the other thing. It's like, it's quite hard to bed down in this injury in industry, especially in like the men's game, um, where there's obviously a lot more deals and a lot more clubs because you also don't know how long you're going to be there. Okay, you've been at West Ham a while now, but it must be quite hard because it's like, right, I like I don't necessarily want to like, you know, I'm just going to rent. I'm not, don't want to like necessarily buy a car. Like, you know, you, especially if you had kids or something, like you can't really bed yourself down in the community because you might just be gone quite quickly. Yeah. I mean, I've, I was at Liverpool five years and I've been at West Ham. This is my fifth season. So I'm actually quite a hanger on <laughs> <laughs> Um But when I moved to Liverpool from Chelsea, I literally got a phone call from Paul Green and was like, Liverpool wants to sign you. Um, and Link, Lincoln and Birmingham at the time, so this was years ago, mm. um, and we're happy for you to go. 
So did you get to pick which one? Yeah, like he said, you know, do you want to speak to these clubs or whatever? Obviously, I knew Beardy mm. already at Liverpool. Um, but yeah, because they were kind of like, we're happy for you to go. And at that time, I was sort of sitting on the bench a lot. So I was like, oh, they're all quite far away. And you've got to remember at this time as well, that was like semi-pro. Mm. So then to go Liverpool was the only full-time team in the league. So I was like, right, well, I could go Liverpool, but it's very far away. It's a bit of a risk. I would take a huge pay cut from what I was getting just for coaching, which I was on nothing. But to go to Liverpool was even worse. Um, so I spoke to Beardy. Um, and literally within two days, he was like, I need to know because I need to let this player go if you're signing. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like moving into her room. Oh, you know, days. it's like, and I'm thinking, oh. I feel really guilty. And I was like, do you know what? I've just got to take this chance because if I'm not starting every game, and not that I expected to start every game for Liverpool either, but I was like, I could do with a fresh challenge. And I thought, right, I'm going to I'm gonna go then. So within so, a couple of days, you had to pack up everything. No, so I had to just make the decision in okay. a couple of days. And it was when it was like um, oh, the summer league. Yeah, yeah. So it was in the summer, but... There was like a break or something because I remember I joined sort of halfway through the season. Um, I think I joined at the same time as like Katie Zellum and there was another player as well. Um, and so I was like, yeah, okay, I'll go. I was so nervous. Mm -hmm. And then just because I hadn't lived away from home before either as well and stuff like that. Um, so that was quite like daunting. Whereas when my Liverpool contract came to an end, there was just like a natural part in. Mm. Um, ten other players were leaving as well. So it was almost like we're all leaving at the same time. It was a so bit it was of a quite, transition anyway. Yeah, it was quite sad because we were all just like breaking up and everyone got on really well with each other, but everyone was going different directions. Was it better that you weren't the only one leaving that like tight group? Yeah, I think, everyone was I going. think so because like Jilly says, you get upset yeah. because you do form relationships with yeah. people and um, when it's not then just about you, it's almost like a group like, oh, we're all leaving. End of an era. It's, yeah, it's not... It's just sort of, okay, this is how it is. You know, we're all not going to have the same experiences. Yeah. So, um, but it was hard with the fans actually because a lot of them were like, are you going to sign another year or is this the end? And then like they're hugging you and you're a bit like, oh, I'm going. But you can't say anything <laughs> yeah. because yeah. You're, you're not really allowed to and stuff like that. Well, that's like the that. same so, with Jordan Nobbs, right? I mean, you, you played with her at Arsenal. You mm -hmm. guys crossed over there. She is so loved by the fans. Like she is one of their favourite players always has been, you know, within quite a few number of years of her arriving. So how hard do you think it is in, in her shoes, like not getting that goodbye moment? And also like what's she like as a person, what's she like to play with? Yeah, no, I think it will be hard because I know obviously how Jordan is and she, she loves the club, you know, and obviously she's been there um, for so many years. But it is difficult because obviously the, there's a risk then, say for example, they waited until the next game. What happens if she got injured in the next game? Do you know what I mean? It's... It's that one. So I think, if anything, like when I left Chelsea and I didn't get to say bye to Chelsea, when I went back, I got awarded like um, a Little silver shirt, like plate. Yeah. yeah, they give me like shirt. They they made such a good um, like welcome for me, and that was sort of then my goodbye with them. Um, and I think Arsenal would be the same. Like I think that um, they'll welcome Jordan back, and I think that will then be her goodbye to them. It is difficult because obviously. She's got to obviously make sure that she's fit and available for Villa as well. So it's a bit of a catch-22. But I think she'll be a great signing for him. Um, I think she'll provide a lot of energy, which is what she does, um, like box-to-box. -box. And 
hopefully, or not hopefully, actually, I don't want her to create a lot for Villa. <laughs> <laughs> but I think she'll do good for them um, with the players as well. She's got around, obviously, with Kenza. Um, I think they'll link up quite well in the midfield. Um, so, yeah, obviously, I wish her the best of luck, just not against Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's two very good windows. In terms of what... Um, Beth England and, and her goodbye from Chelsea, a massive reaction from the fans the, uh, about her her departure and she put a little message out. Um, and I think across the league as well, there was kind of a neutrals like this is, everyone's really happy with this. Chelsea fans are happy because you know she's someone that they want to see succeed and she's going to go to a new club. Spurs fans obviously excited. And the rest of the league are kind of like, well, it's great to see good talent not wasted. But I imagine she'll probably you know get some kind of little moment with the Chelsea fans when the time comes when they play in the Conti Cup or something like that like that because she yeah she was there from 2016 which is you know quite a long time yeah I just assume the club will do something similar we actually we've got Spurs in the league as well like pretty soon after um but yeah I think you know lots of people feel like Beth kind of has unfinished business in some ways because of like where her form was when Sam Kerr came in and it's not like she like totally lost her place because they did obviously at point to play Kerr and England together. Um, but I think it's fair to say, obviously, that, you know, it's got to suck for a player if you're playing really well and then just not getting someone time. who's, yeah, like a genuine superstar obviously comes in and it's a bit like, well, what can you do? Sam Kerr's probably best free strikers in the world and Beth England's not a bad striker by any means, but like that's very hard to compete with, obviously. And yeah, I think it'll be very interesting to see how Spurs use her as, as you've kind of touched on. I still think their problem is going to be getting the ball to her. And I'm intrigued to see how she deals with that as well because she's she's not just like a penalty box poacher. Like she's She can score some absolutely fantastic goals. She can do stuff herself, but it's going to be different if you've not got Frank Kirby and Guru writing on either side of you, Omri. Yeah, it's going to be a much harder task. I also wanted to ask you guys about when you find out who's coming in in a window because a couple of players have less, left West Ham this window, okay? And so obviously you probably know more, like you said, about the goodbyes that are happening. But when do you guys actually find out who's coming in? Is it literally like on the day, a day before? Or how much do the the hierarchy keep you guys in the loop about what they're doing? Is it not at all? Or is there a bit like, oh, I've heard so-and-so's coming in? Most of the time at West Ham, it's literally like they turn up and train you. Like, <laughs> oh, all right. This Who is are you? Blah, yeah. yeah. Um, they don't really tell us anything. But it's also... It's not really our business to know. No. You know, we're there to play football. And I think if they start saying, oh, this player's coming and this, what if something goes wrong or last minute yeah, something changes? Or, so I think they have to kind of be a bit like that. Um, but, I mean, they've started to kind of just tell us like a day before or something <laughs> like this person is... Yeah, arrive coming in, make them feel welcome. Yeah, um, which we try add and do. them to the WhatsApp group. <laughs> yeah, try, <laughs> try and do to the best we can. Is it about the same for you, Jilly? You've never. No, we tend to at Liverpool. We'll get an email. Um, Very formal. Say, yeah, we get an email. Everyone's in it to say so and so signed. Um, so obviously, I think like maybe three or four days before Bonner was announced, we got an email to say Gemma Bonner's signed for the club. So it won't be until that person signed. Um, but yeah, we do get an email. Then we get the bold line at the end. This is confident. <laughs> Do not Julie's release this. Julie's texting all her mates. <laughs> I'm like, Put a on like. it um, So, yeah. So, we do, well, we do get that. We get an email. So, we don't obviously just go in the training ground and see someone there. We obviously know a few days before it's yeah. announced. 
Yeah, it's quite a funny one if you just walk in, you're like, oh, who are you? I think that'd be quite fun. Just, yeah. you know, if you're coming oh, in, bingo. just be like sat there at the changing room. No, <laughs> it needs like, to be like, like a dance, like you get an entrance song. <laughs> yeah, you get a little walk-on song. What is your guys' entrance song when if you sign for a new team? Think oh, about it. Oh, okay, yeah, I have to think song. about that, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll come back. We'll give them some thinking <laughs> time. Um, Jesse, I know you wanted to also talk about Brighton because they've been signing a new player every five minutes. I know. A former West Ham right. midfielder, Brie Vasali, is back yeah. um, in the WSL. There's Zoe Morse, also from the NWSL, who's highly rated. I mean, we don't know much about but she's highly <laughs> rated, apparently. Um, and two more... Uh, it's been a really busy window for them, um, which they needed because they're a pretty thin squad, all in all. And it was really interesting, actually. I worked with Hope Powell last week on a Sky show, and she was saying about how, how early the preparation for these windows happen, and like a lot of the players that are being signed for Brighton now, basically players that like you know she would have had in mind, and, and she put the groundwork <laughs> in, which is really interesting as well. But she's like, once one window closes, you know, all the prep starts with obviously like colleagues and stuff towards the next window. So it's interesting how they've obviously got a new manager who's kind of like inheriting probably quite a lot of signings that weren't his and you're like, right, I've got to make this work. But at the same time, Brighton kind of just need bodies as well because they lost so many in the summer. because if it goes wrong, that's the person that it's going to come back to, even if it wasn't their idea. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. no, I think think they definitely needed um, players just to kind of play. But I think also the... The people they've brought in are people who are going to bring something, I think, a bit more fresh to that team. And I think, you know, I think they're a team who, if they can tighten up defensively, they are very exciting still going forward. Like, if you look at the, some of the goals they've scored and, like, the performances of Elizabeth Turl and Katie Robinson, like, there's exciting young attacking players there. It's just whether Jen Schroyer can sort out <laughs> defensively what's going on and I think it will be a big task but I mean also that's a big coup right I was going to say that's a pretty fancy appointment I think they're an, they're an exciting club because they've obviously got Premier League back, backing they've got a new training ground there's high potential there and that's you know to have a manager like that with amazing pedigree is another impressive tick box and I think it's exciting to see what they can do yeah, 100%. Um, but I think it'll be interesting because I, I always find it interesting when clubs go in on signings in January because I don't know like what your guys' experience with that is. But it doesn't feel like you're going to get the same amount of time as you do in like mm. the summer to like bed players in. So when you see a team signing like four or five players with a new manager as well, I'm thinking... That's a lot. That feels like a lot of work. And maybe Brighton is just taking a longer view. Look, I think the problem with the WSL is everyone probably looks at Leicester right now and thinks, well, we're safe. So mm. if we, you know, to take then six months where you're like, oh, we can build up to results, we're not a risk of going down, and then you get the summer. And then that's obviously what Arsenal wanted to do last year, right, when they brought in, like, Stina Blacksenius and stuff in January. And, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about they've obviously brought in players. Um, this transfer window too. But it does feel like like a lot. Yeah, I think you probably look at what you're missing um, in terms of what you need. Like, I would hope that West Ham look at what we need to strengthen. Like, we are quite a thin squad. Can we get additions that make us better? Not just squad players, but make us better if we really want to stay in fifth or higher. That's what we have to do. So they're probably going to look at who we need, like, in terms of what positions we need where we're a little bit thin. And I would imagine the same for Brighton, for Liverpool, for everyone. 
we're all trying to fight for the same position. So I think if you don't buy anyone or you don't bring anyone in, like if Tottenham didn't bring in Beth England, do they continue on this trajectory of going down? Or do you bring in a proven striker that can score your goals? I think she'll do really well there. Um, but if you want to be competing, she could be the difference between them finishing 10th and 5th, you know, because she can score goals. And that can bring confidence to the team as well. So um, I think you don't want to get left behind, which is probably why quite a few clubs are looking at players, I would say. It's also, it's, I always feel like across men's and women's football, the January window is quite strange because you, a lot of, clubs don't want to work that hard and bring in that much because they don't have that prep time um, and it's almost can, can become a bit of like a desperation window um, and sometimes it's like one or two big signings and then apart from that it's quite quiet like it seems like Chelsea are probably going to have a fairly quiet window and Arsenal are probably done like most of their business so it'll be interesting to see what happens because there's you know it's only the 9th of January <laughs> so there's still quite a long time to go until the 31st WSL is back this weekend. Um, the big uh, match that has, you know, obviously title implications is Arsenal at home to Chelsea. Arsenal brought in two signings this week in uh, Catherine Cole and uh, Victoria Pulova. The Pulova deal has kind of been long in the works and the cool one, I feel like maybe that came around a bit faster. Um, both exciting young players, cool, definitely much younger and um, we were saying infamous for getting sent off within 20 minutes at the Euros, getting two yellow cards in quick succession for Denmark. Um, but two exciting signings, but ones that you're not really sure are going to really, well, cool especially, aren't probably going to go straight into the starting lineup and might spend the first couple of weeks just being kind of like, you know, getting substitute minutes especially. And cool is very much for the long term, right, Jesse? Yeah, I think both of these signings are probably with kind of an eye for the future. Um, I think both both players are like ready to come in and do a job if Arsenal needed them to. I think the thing that feels kind of strange about them is that I don't know if they're the players Arsenal need right now, but equally they're players of the quality and age that if they're available, obviously you go and get them. And Pulova especially, I just think's immense. Mm. Um, I do find it funny that Arsenal always sign people they played against in the Champions League. <laughs> people that were They're really like, good hey, against them. She was really good, yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, they, they want her for a reason because she she showed she could perform against an Arsenal even though she was playing for a team like Ajax who obviously aren't anywhere near that level. Um, but it will be interesting because I've always kind of seen her as a 10 and Frieda Marnums plays best as a 10. And, you know, Viv Miedemar will come back from an injury one day and she wants to play as 10. So there's a lot of competition in those central areas. I think Cool feels like the long-term Kim Little replacement, um, which makes sense. That's something they do need to think about. But yeah, it's still in those wide areas that I'm just like, mm. it's a lot of it, players who want to come in and play It's almost luxury transfers rather than necessity transfers. I don't transfers. think it's luxury because I feel like, as I say, their age is like, these are players who Arsenal want to be at the club for the next five years. So it doesn't it doesn't really have to matter if they don't fit, I think, with the squad right now. It's more just when you also look at Arsenal season right now, you think they probably need... They do need, yeah. They some do extra need players because they players. obviously have a lot of absentees because of injury. And I feel like this game on Saturday is kind of make or break in many ways because of the way it's going to affect the head-to-head -head in the title race. And even though... Arsenal aren't necessarily that far behind. If Chelsea win this game, they'll have a six-point lead. And 
and a game in hand, but I do still think that's going to be with what Arsenal have right now in terms of squad depth. I think that's going to be too far to climb back. So this game on Sunday at the Emirates, it does feel like such a high pressure, like high stakes game, which also seems weird because it's the first game back after the break. And I know, you know, um, you guys, we talked a little bit about like training and things like that. And teams have got lots of behind closed doors, friendlies and things and things like that going on over the kind of next week or so uh, over the weekend as well. But what is it like having such a big game on the horizon? Kate, you guys have got City at home for like straight after the break. Is it kind of intimidating? Not really, because I think there's excitement just to get back into it. Um, but yeah, then you you're kind of in the same position. Is there any ever a good time to play them? Maybe when they've had a little break, maybe that is the best time to play them. I don't know. Because they were kind of getting into full flow just before Christmas. So, um, yeah, when under no illusions, it's going to be a tough game. But um, if I could pick when to play them, it probably would be first game back, even though we'll probably be a bit rusty, but hopefully they will be as well. Yeah, maybe it's actually a bit of an advantage if they've had if it's been quiet for them and they're just playing, you know, occasional behind closed doors friendlies. But it's that rhythm which I think is going to be really interesting for the Arsenal Chelsea game. Chelsea have been on a nice Spanish warm weather camp, living it up. I know um, it looks lovely, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks really great. You know, lucky for some, <laughs> eh? Uh, but Jesse, how do you think they're going to fare in this game? Because it's high stakes for them as well. They finished last year. In fairly good nick with those results in the Champions League. I wouldn't say they're at their best, but for me, they still look better than Arsenal, even when Chelsea aren't at their best. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to judge, I think, a bit because Arsenal haven't really played any of their tough games yet. And obviously they've played well in the Champions League, um, but that kind of... Not tailed off, but obviously they weren't hitting the heights that when they played Leon first time round and things like that. And then they lost, lost to United. And I think this game will be interesting because obviously this was the first game of last season and Chelsea lost. And then like still clawed the title back, obviously. And I feel like knowing Emma Hayes, there will be a lot of motivation to go back to the Emirates and to get a result. But equally, Chelsea are a team who I think always struggle after breaks. They, they do take time to get into their rhythm. Um, and I think, but then equally, Arsenal are going to have a bit of a rejigged different team. They're still getting used to not having me to not having Miedema. Um And it'll be interesting to see if the signings do do come in and, and make an impact even early on. Oh, honestly, I can't call it. I just think Arsenal-Chelsea games, they always just feel like they can go whatever which way. There's just been some mental results over the years and... I don't know. Just are hope the Lino's be, got his glasses on. If Chelsea lose, are you going to be in a grump for the rest of your birthday day? I you want can't to bring say the grump no, to West Ham City. Yeah. You no, can't bring the bad vibes over to Kane. Um, I want to say no, but you know what I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> it's an early kickoff as well, so it's going to be you know a long old slog <laughs> if, uh, if it doesn't go your way. It means I can't get many points in though before. True. So. I also, I also feel like it could end up. Do you remember that FA Cup? Was it quarterfinal or semi-final that they played last season, which was a real drab one, and Chelsea just came through by kind of like sheer quality, but it wasn't a classic. And I just feel like maybe we're heading for that sort of game because they're coming out this break, they're probably going to be out of their rhythm, and it might just be a little bit bitty. And Arsenal, you know, having to adapt to these injuries and still haven't got a lot of players who are fully fit. And yeah, I just don't know what sort of 
game to expect, but there's so much pressure on it as this like spectacle at the Emirates with probably like at least 30,000 there. It just seems, yeah, it seems like there's a lot of pressure on this one to kind of like deliver the title race goods and it may, may end up being like one all or nil nil. Well, it's a bit like, like last oh. season when they came to King's Meadow and it was just like nil nil. Yeah. And I wonder if it will just be like very, very cagey. Um, and also, it, it then then you kind of think, all oh, right, what does it all mean? And and you kind of look at the table and think, well, not that very much. <laughs> yeah, it feels like for it to have implications, someone's going to have to win the game. Otherwise, it's like, right, um, as you were. Uh, some other big games this weekend. Uh, United at home to Liverpool. Uh, Leicester against Brighton, which I still feel like Leicester are probably uh, dead and buried, but you never know. Um, Villa against Tottenham, which is the new signings. Oh, that'd Derby. be fun, yeah. Um, and uh, Everton at home against Reading. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more transfers for us to talk about next week. Uh, thanks for coming in the studio, everyone, today. Um, the whole full house, whole happy family together again. Julie, so good to have you back. Um, you're going to be in London for a little bit longer, so yep. probably have you back in the studio as, as well. Kate, good luck this weekend. Um, Thank you. We'll, 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 we're, we're looking forward to it. Um, Jessie's going to be there. Are you going as well? Uh, yes, I think so. I'm working on my chance, Kate. So. Oh, God. <laughs> Not that, so I'm going to keep them away, please. <laughs> Jessie will be in the terraces, like, hardcore ultra. Shut off. Um, I'll be watching on Sky, so, you know, sending all my good vibes uh, from my warm, comfy sofa. Um, and, uh, yeah, we will uh, see you guys. Obviously, you'll hear us on the Thursday show, uh, but we will be back in the studio next Monday, hopefully with another full house, uh, to reflect on everything that goes on uh, next weekend and hopefully a big result for West Ham against City. We'll see you all then.